The lights of the club pulsed red and gold as he swirled the ice in the glass in front of him. The frozen water turned and twisted, spinning the liquid in his glass into a small whirlpool that splashed over the edge of the cut crystal. His amnes caught the drops that fell to the table and quickly slid them back in the glass, leaving the polished wood unmarked. The music, the abysmally loud techno and pop that the patrons preferred, flowed around him as he sat in the black leather booth, watching. Bauja was always watching. Humans danced in a mass like one pulsing organism, skin, heat, sweat. The mingled scents of blood and alcohol filled his nose, but he had already fed that night, a pretty young coed who would have no memory of his teeth and her neck. He would have indulged in more, but the girl had too much alcohol in her blood, so he pushed her back toward her friends who only giggled and winked at him. Idiotic humans. Baugia was painfully bored. The club in San Diego, Boca, was his sire's pride and joy. It had been recently remodeled thanks to Bauja's presence. He had nothing better to do after all. He was stuck in San Diego, having a time out like a rebellious toddler. The first year had been deserved. He had taken his exile with stoic grace. After all, it had been his failure that had led to the death of Ernesto's kinsman, and his negligence caused Ernesto's favorite granddaughter grave injury. Beatrice de Novo had been under his protection, and he had failed in his mission. No, the first year had been well-deserved, the second year as well, perhaps. Baugia had been in San Diego for three years. Beatrice de Novo had recovered, rather admirably, and had settled with her maid in Los Angeles. She had probably forgotten about him, forgotten the years he had watched over her while the damnable Italian had been jaunting around the world. It wasn't Giovanni Vecchio who had protected the young human, it was Bauja. For four years, she had been his assignment. Her safety hadn't been his only job, but it had been a priority. It still stung that she had no idea the lengths to which he had gone. History. He took another sip of water. It was history. He had more important things to worry about, like how to relieve this excruciating boredom and convince his sire to release him from the hell on earth of college children who thought they ruled the world. Boss. He turned at the sound of his assistant's voice. What is it, Luis? Do you know a woman named Natalie Ellis? He frowned. Human? Yeah. No. Okay, I figured. Luis patted the back of the booth in the VIP area of the club, which took up the balcony. I'll tell her to take off. He shrugged. Let her stay and keep drinking as long as she's not causing a scene. Okay. She's at the bar if you want to look. Redhead in a black dress. Cute. If you like freckles. His mouth turned up at the corner. How sweet. <laughs> yeah, Louise chuckled. Something tells me not. Oh, and here's the report from the casino. Jared dropped it off earlier. Are you still meeting with Rory at two? He nodded. Make sure my office is clear and show him in as soon as he arrives. What time is it? Eleven. 
He stretched his neck to the side in a completely habitual gesture. He didn't need to stretch any more than he needed to drink the water in front of him. Still, those little signals all put the humans around him at ease. Wonderful. It's busy tonight. Back to school, boss, Luis grinned. A fresh crop of newly legal eye candy.